Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Hey, Down to Business Podcast listeners, this is Xander Kirby. Hope you're having a great start or end of your day. Depends on when you're listening to this. One thing I always forget about podcasts is you can listen to it at any time, which is why I love podcasts because it's not static. It can be um, as flexible as you need it to be. I hope you guys are doing great. I'm having a great day today. Um, Today's Thursday as we're recording this podcast. And yesterday, Wednesday, was one of the harder days uh, professionally of my life. It was fine emotionally and all that stuff, but it was a grind. Uh, we launched uh, an, a Beacon Sports Management, which is a, basically an extension of Pure Marketing Agency, uh, just working with specifically athletes instead of brands, businesses, and influencers that we do with Pure Marketing. So anyways, it's been a lot of time. Uh, if you guys are disc golf fans like me, um, right now my, my first three athletes, and we're announcing two more, are disc golfers, but we are hoping to work with baseball players, NBA players, you name it, sports-wise. So anyways, hope you guys are doing great. I really mean that. You know, when I say I hope you're doing great, I, if you message in and tell us you're not doing great, we would love to hear that on our Instagram, the Down to Business Podcast. Um, DM us, let us know how we can pray for you, encourage you, any questions you have when it comes to business, finance, or marketing. Um, that's what we talk about on this show. We talk about how to help you grow your business and we treat it as such that your business is our business. That's why we say that phrase. We want to talk and help you, um, like give you advice like it's our business. So today I'm really excited to bring you an episode. It's just, you know, on Fridays we drop episodes where it's me talking about, uh, for 15 to 20 minutes or so, um, specifically about business practices and business ethics and things that you can apply to your business today. And today we're going to be talking about something that I've really been um, munching on myself, and that's entrepreneurship 101, basically. You know, there's so many theories, videos, reels, <laughs> YouTube videos on what entrepreneurship and o- business ownership is, but also what it is not. I want to kind of hit on both sides of that coin today. And I've got four or five key points, guys, that I think I know, actually, as you listen to these, as you're driving, you're on your lawnmower, you're cleaning houses, you're going the way to a sales call. I think that you can truly apply today specifically. The first one is Something that's going to be a little, of a, a little bit of a hot take here is, is business ownership is not for everybody. This is something that over the last two years specifically, as I've done some business consulting, business coaching with some great, great business owners through this podcast, um, I have come to the realization that, you know, as my generation, I'm, I'll be 30 this year. And a lot of us were told growing up that business ownership was like the key to everything. And for me as a Christian, I really know that God has a, has a, a plan and, and a process for each of us. And that is not that everyone's supposed to own a business because if everyone owned a business, then no one have employees and uh, not great team members. And so I just want to encourage somebody out there, if you're not a business owner or you're, you are one and you hate it or it's going really poorly, that you might want to ask yourself if you truly are supposed to be one. Um, there's a couple people specifically that I've talked to in the last year that we will go through conversations and we lend up at this place where you should, where I, where we have this conversation that goes, well, really you might should be a manager or an executive 
or a supervisor for a company in this field rather than an owner. Because at the end of the day, being an entrepreneur, small business owner, large CEO, whatever it is, it takes a person kind of cut from a different cloth sometimes. Not always, but most of the time. I don't want to make a generality and paint with a broad brush. But it, it takes a certain type of person. And um, for, for me, I can speak that I operate well. Um, I don't want to say chaos, but operate well in chaos. I operate well with multiple dimensions going back and forth and left and right and up and down. Um, I enjoy hiring people. I enjoy team building. All the things, uh, finance, marketing, you know, all the things is something that I really enjoy. And, and not every area I enjoy. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm not big on the administration side. That's why I just hired a great rock star um, business administrator for my landscaping company. But all that to say, guys, you, you might want to do some introspective work and see if you are meant to be a business owner. And if you're not, then it's okay. You closing a business is not failure. It's realization. Maybe it's the best thing that's going to ever happen to you. Maybe you're making 50 grand profit, excuse me, 50 grand in your pocket, Maybe you're making 65,000 net, you know, profit to the business. You're paying yourself 50. And by you closing the business down and getting your money back from your assets, you get a job for 85. You get a job for, you know, 75 plus three more weeks of vacation than you had last year. Cause as a business owner, you haven't taken a vacation in three years. And some people think I'm exaggerating when I say that, but we know someone right here listening to the podcast right now when they said that, Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's somebody. No doubt. Um, but yeah, first point, guys, entrepreneurship, business ownership 101. It's not for everybody. Think about if it's a great fit for you. Um, number two, never do it for the money. Never. If you are in this for the money, you are never going to be through it and to it for the money. You're never going to reach a point. There's a mountain that you, you think there's a top to this mountain. Nope. You'll be climbing Mount Everest not physically, but mentally and spiritually your entire life. Um, I have talked to several multi-multi-millionaires about their businesses. Some of them are on this hamster wheel where they, I just want to scale, just want to grow because I need, I, I just love money and love this and love that. And some of them, they could really care less. They love building a company and the money is a byproduct and that's a good place. But what I'm here to tell you guys is you think, if you think building your business is going to say, is going to solve your problems because money is going to be the salt and pepper to your steak and make it everything taste good. I promise it's not, it's not. Um, I've been there. I, I, I've been able through my businesses to, to do fairly well on the financial side, um, more than I ever dreamed when I was a youth pastor making $30,000 a year. And I'll tell you, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. What you need to be doing is point number three is looking for something that is a good fit and you can make good money. If you can find that, that's, that's a great position to be in. Let me explain that a little bit. I'm gonna flush that out. You should never take a job for money because this is something I've been thinking about all week. Um, because you'll always, like money burns. Like you get more money, you're going to end up spending more money. If you've always lived on, if you lived on 50,000 and you were broke, when you get 90,000, you're probably going to be as broke. <laughs> like 
it just burns away. It, it, it finds a way. You're going to, instead of going to McDonald's and spending all your money, you're going to be going to a five-star steakhouse and spending all your money. Like it just, it runs the same way out. Sure. You might get to go to a few sporting events more than you used to, or eat a little bit better quality food, but is that really worth, you know, your soul, your hours spent, your stresses, your, your marriage problems, because you're working 80 hours a week. It's not. So, and then also on the flip side of that, you know, I've come from the mystery world where like they say, oh, don't worry about the money, you know, just your calling. It's a good fit for you here at this church or this organization really needs you. So this is the budget and we just have to operate in that. Well, that's not exactly right either because you have to, in order to have freedom um, financially, you have to make money. And money is about value. You know, if you're the best in your field, you're the best player on your team. This is a great example of sports. Chris is over here and we're, we're, we're looking at each other, producer Chris. And it's like, if you're an all-star and the guy, and, and you're making the least amount on the team and the guy who's been in, on the team for 10 years is making the most money, you shouldn't just be like, you know what? I'm cool with that. You should obviously challenge, uh, and now there's contracts and stuff and he secured the bag. You know, you got to find, it's not his fault, but you should fight for, let me explain why I'm talking about this. MLB, I'm a huge Braves fan. If you guys didn't know, I cried. We won the World Series this year. Okay, the MLB is in a player lockout or a, or a lockout with the league. The owners and the players are in a lockout. And there's a huge discussion. Uh, a sticking point in these negotiations is that the MLB has set the minimum salary at 575000 I think. And the players are trying to get a minimum of seven fifty because they feel like there's more value to a player who's, even though you just come in the league, that player could be great. So they're trying to get the money up so that people can make more, obviously. And so, but the owners are like, nope, you should be thankful for the opportunity. Here's your minimum 575, which is still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But you're talking about like a 20% increase if you get to 750. So the players are like, we're, we're worth 20% more. I'm using the example. And the MLB is like, no, you're not. The owners, excuse me. And I'm just think in my head, it's, it's a value-based thing. Right, so some of the best players in the major leagues right now are rookies, are first year players, second year players, and but they're on, for your first three years, Chris. I don't know if you know this. You're set on like get, they they can they can pay you X. Like you don't get to if you play great in year four, there's a back and forth. Where you actually get to negotiate. And if you don't agree, it goes to a lawyer who says you're worth this amount of money. They have to pay it to you. Yeah, but the, it's all about leverage. Yes, but the first three years, they literally get to say. League minimum, $10,000 raise, $20,000 raise. For three years, you don't get to your real value is not realized. So let's say Mike Trout, who's making $40 million, okay? Ronald Acuna for the Braves, if you guys aren't baseball fans, could have the exact same numbers two years ago when he was a rookie and get paid five seventy five dollars compared to Mike Trout's forty, because for the first three years, the player doesn't is not allowed to get, you know, to, to get their real true value. So what I'm saying, I use that example is it's it, money doesn't matter. It's about your value. It's, it's so fit. Like your value is your money. So if you are killing it, like Chris just did a sick video for us, uh, for, for beacon sports and recently got a raise recently. Is that okay to say? Yeah, I mean, that's fine. We should okay. probably tell them what Beacon Sports is because it launched today. I said it this, on the podcast early. Oh, did you? Okay. Beacon Sports is basically a branch off of pure marketing because athletes didn't really fit in our pure marketing, um, you know, 
social media strategy, marketing, all that. It's basically the same business, but for, for sports, right? For athletes. And, um, because you're bringing Chris, you've gotten better. You've gotten better over the last two years and as you should get more money. Like we all should. Uh, we were just talking to one of our guys, you know, over there he's gotten three raises in 18 months. It's because he's the best guy. Like he kills it for us, right? For, for the landscaping company, he just kills it. So I just want to say guys, like if you're on one side of this coin or the other, if you're all about money, it's really a bad you know, recipe. If you're like, no, you know what? I'm called to this. This is my fit. This is my purpose. I'm cool with making $30,000 forever. You also should not be okay with that either. If you're bringing great value. So, um, kind of business ownership one-on-one on that. Fourth thing, I, I sort of hinted on this, but this is a phrase that last year I have been soaking on, and Chris can tell you this, is remember, guys, that money burns. It literally goes away. A car, you know, you buy a car, every day you drive it, throw $25 out the window, it's going down. You know, almost nothing you have appreciates. Your clothes, they're getting worn. <laughs> that $100 pair of jeans is going to be worth 40 bucks in a year. Like, spending money all the time, and, and just trying to get to the next experience, the next product, the next cool thing, the next awesome, better car, it just burns up. It doesn't really matter. Um, so just remember that if you're chasing money, money just what we call burns, which means um, it doesn't really have a ton of long-term value. You think it does. You think it's going to get you this house, this car, this wife, this husband. It, it really doesn't. I'd love to hear your opinion on that, Chris. Well, money is it's really losing value the longer it sits somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, like your money is only as good as long as you spend it. That's right. You're right. So yeah. if you have a, you know, what was the thing when we were growing up? It was what CDs investing in CDs when yeah. you were like 14, that doesn't matter anymore. You know, now it's more longevity, like mutual funds and that kind yeah, of thing. Bonds. If, yeah. yeah that, was but, like the, that was the old school thing. But when you're 16, you just want to go buy a car. Right. But then as soon as you buy a car for, you know, say it's eight grand, next week it's worth 7,800, mm -hmm. you know? And so it just continues to devalue and money is the same way. Like if you literally just put money in a savings account, you are going to spend it or unless you're just not going to touch it. But even then with inflation, like your money is worth less year over year. So if you're just trying to accumulate, accumulate, yeah. then it's only going to hurt you over time. And if you're just trying to accumulate more to spend more on the other side of that, it's like, you're never going to reach this point where you're like, ah, oh, I'm satisfied. That's why I'm trying to get out for this business owners here. Like you scaling your business to get more net profit to yourself is not going to satisfy you. Like I, I'm telling you, I, I've seen it with, we've been talking on the show recently with some successful people and I've been able to talk recently to some professional athletes and YouTube stars. A guy I talked to this week, 2.5 million subscribers on YouTube and he's a Christian, really good dude. So his perspective is similar to what I'm saying here. He's like, the fame does not matter. I get, it doesn't satisfy. You know, it's cool for a little bit when you start. He's been doing it 10 years now. He's like, it has no value to me because my value is in Christ. And if you're not a Christian, you know, have value in things that matter, like your family, your loved ones. But anyways, I want to share that with you as the business owner one-on-one -on -one stuff, guys, is money burns. It's never going to be there. And the last thing I want to kind of wrap up with is a, a more off of a little bit different than what we've talked about is what it takes to be a really successful business owner on the do's part is do what others are not willing to do and do it smart. So do it efficiently, do it uh, creatively, do it better, 
you know, there's so many people that say, I want to be whatever your definition of success is. I want to be successful. And then I see them do absolutely nothing different than they did the previous week, the previous month. Um, I see, oh, 40 hours only. And I'm not big on overworking, but there are seasons. Like I just went through an eight week season. I'm not sure I've ever worked as much in my, these eight weeks in my life. I would seven, almost, most days seven, I would sleep a little, one hour more than normal this time. Seven to five, 15, take a break with my family from 5.30 to 8.30, nine to 12 to 1 a.m. every night for every night, but sun, like one night, Saturday nights. Which is okay for a season. For a short season. And I'm like, see, I'm at the light in the tunnel. It's been like eight weeks, how to get to pure marketing, how to get Beacon, everything good with that. Trifectus entering some changes as well. Um, taking a lot more time, hiring new people, getting a train. And I told my wife, I was like, hey, this is going to be a hard eight weeks for me, especially with my brother being in the middle of that, my brother and my family stuff, as we covered on a few episodes ago. Man, brutal. But I literally feel like today especially, we launched today, yesterday. The day before launch is actually harder than launch day. Um, I remember that with Trifecta too. And and uh, I don't know about Pure. I have to think about that. Pure was more on our own timeline. Yeah, because we internally launched pretty er- pretty early. Yeah, yeah, we started getting ready for a long time. Yeah, this is this was a little yeah. different because we had people already locked and loaded who needed to right. needed what we had to offer, mm-hmm. and they were dependent on some things happening on their ends that they needed yeah. us to help them with. That's something that's something I wasn't normal uh, with with Trifecta because you didn't have that. Uh, but anyways. Yeah, eight weeks. And now I feel like the light in the tunnel, I'd say by the end of next week, like I should be back in some sort of like healthy rhythm. But if you're doing that for six years, for six months, for three years, like it's not a rhythm. Like it's not a rhythm you want to be stuck in there. Like I talked to a, a guy the other night who's a, a landscaper. He's like, man, I work six days a week, 12 hour days. I'm like, dude, that is brutal. Can't do it forever. Cannot do that. You're talking about seven to seven or six to six, six days a week. So, but on the flip side, like you have to do what others are not willing to do. I'm big on working after my wife goes to sleep. It's kind of my secret sauce. My wife goes to sleep. I'm not tired. She goes to bed earlier than me. And I got two hours of like stillness, quiet, and my phone's not ringing from my work. And uh, so I'm smart with that. That's where I use my smart time. And so you need, as a business owner, guys and girls, y'all need to look for your time where you can gain a competitive advantage, where your competitors aren't doing what you're doing, but also doing it in a smart way uh, so you're not running your, your tank empty. You're doing it in a way that is sustainable, um, and you're doing it in a way that can really bring you long-term success, not short-term impact. Or I said that completely wrong. <laughs> uh, long, short-term success, but long-term impact is what I meant to say. So... Anyways, Chris, you got any final thoughts? Uh, I think that's it. I think you should talk about the Hype House, though. Have a oh, yeah. Busy weekend. Yeah, so landscapers listening, green industry uh, people, I'm, I'm headed to Tampa. Uh, you're going to be listening to this on Friday, most of you, um, our launch episode on Friday mornings. I'll be driving in the car to Tampa to go to the uh, Hype House, which is uh, Landscape Green Industry Hype House. Really excited. Brian's Lawn Maintenance, Paul Jameson, uh, the Spencers, I think, are going. Almonds are going. Uh, John Pajak, Naylor. Oh, I mean, the list goes on. Jeremiah Jennings, shout out to Jeremiah. I had a good talk with him the other night. Um, but, yeah, excited to make some content, podcasts. You guys are going to hear from some of the leading green industry, not just landscapers, but, like, professionals. 
Um, there's going to be a couple of really good professionals there, marketing and stuff like that. We're going to have a great episodes. So, so really excited to do that and uh, get a little bit of vacation myself uh, in Tampa. I'm excited. The weather should be sick. I think we have a great location. I'm going to go to the, you know, do, I'm going to actually do some relaxing things for a couple of days um, in between. So y'all check that out guys. And, and again, if, if you would share the down to business podcast, we're trying to, our, you, the, the podcast is growing. We really want to help more people um, because we really care about you guys, your businesses and making an impact on the world through businesses and uh, anything we can do for you. Please let us know. Chris and I signing off here at the down to business podcast where your business is our business. Come back, check us out Monday for another great episode. And you guys have a blessed rest of your day.